This is Steeler Country, episode 179 for week 7, 2016, when the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to New England Patriots, 27-16, recorded October 24th, 2016. My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh. And this is Steelers country. All right, this is Steeler country. I'm your host, Tony. And you know, this was a tough loss. Um, this was a game in which I think a lot of people thought the Steelers were going to get blown out. I know a lot of Steeler fans thought we were going to get blown out. I, I certainly you know, had my doubts going into this game that the Steelers, would they be able to keep pace with New England um, for 60 minutes? And you know what? Give give this Steeler team credit. I mean, they, they hung in there. They played really well. They played, I think, better than a lot, a lot of people expected. Uh, certainly Landry Jones was among that, the defense making some stops there. You know, it's better that the Steelers can look back at this game now with some with regret than shame. Uh, the, this was a game that I think a lot of people expected it was going to be very, very ugly for the Steelers. You consider the way that the defense had been playing, um, letting teams drive up and down the field, and, and Brady is the worst player you can do that against. Um, and then with Landry Jones at quarterback, what would this offense be able to move the football would we be able to put up any points at all? Would, would it just be three and out and three and out and three and out? And if you look at the start of this game and the Steelers go three and out um, and they give the Patriots the ball right away and first play fumble. I mean, it, it kind of started as bad as you could think for the Steelers. I mean, going three and out of that first possession, you you would have liked the, the team to get on a roll there, um, establish the running game, go on a long drive, and just get any points at the beginning. And they didn't do that. They went three and out. But... Here we go. The defense creates a, a turnover. Jarvis Jones uh, causing that fumble, and the Steelers get the ball. You know, within um, within striking distance, they do drive down. But Landry throws an unfortunate pass. He called it a bad ball in his part. I don't hate the idea of that pass by Landry. I like the idea of throwing it up into one on one coverage. And I think, like everybody, just wish he had thrown a better ball there. Um, but ends up getting turned. Ends up being a turnover interception uh, in the end zone. Unfortunate, and that and that was kind of the whole day for the Steelers, right? Is is just these unfortunate events where um, they had their opportunities, they were in positions to either take the lead or, or make this game very competitive down the stretch, and they just couldn't do it. Um, the defense comes right back, gives up a touchdown. The offense goes three and out again. Now we're down seven nothing. The Patriots have the ball, and they move down. You know, hot knife through butter, um, and it just looks like it's going to be a laugher at fourteen nothing. But then here comes Landry Jones, and this is where I think the game really turned is on that drive where Landry hit A.B. down the sideline on the long pass and then hit Darius Hayward Bay in the back of the end zone. Um, all of a sudden, the momentum started to shift, the crowd started to get into it, and fans started to think, and I started to think, everyone started to think, holy cow, Like Landry Jones might just be able to pull this off. And then the defense gets a stop. And now we're driving again. Um, and this, it's 14-7. to 7. I mean, this is really where the game turned. This is... This is where the mistakes that the Steelers had made to this point really added up, right? They allowed two early touchdowns in this game, which you didn't you didn't want to see them do that. 
Um, and now on this drive, I mean, two fatal errors. Number one, the holding call on Hubbard. Was it holding? Was it not holding? It doesn't really matter. I mean, they got called for holding on what would have been a game-tying touchdown, again to Darius Hayward Bay. Um, that would have made the score 14-14. I mean, obviously the momentum all on our side at that point. The defense had made two humongous stops. Um, the offense is, is moving. We would have tied it up 14-all. And even with that holding call, okay, fine. Boswell has to come on and make a field goal, and he uncharacteristically misses. And, and that's at the point where you can just right there stop the game, 14-7. to 7. I mean, I understand the Steelers had chances after that. But just stop the game right there. You're in a game against the New England Patriots, the best team in football, the best quarterback in football. You can't afford to make silly mistakes, no matter who's playing quarterback, no matter it's Landry or Ben. Um, and this team made two, two bad errors early. And the interception in the back of the end zone, again, you know, wish Landry had thrown a better ball there. And then the holding call plus the missed field goal. That's three mistakes. That's three three times taking points off the board. You can't do that against the Patriots. Um, so they go into halftime at, at 14 to 10 after Landry again leads them down the field um, to end the half with another with another great drive. And, and, and like I talked about Landry last week, you know, I said this guy, you know, people kept talking about, oh, Mettenberger. You know, I mean, all the idiots who wrote those Mettenberger articles last week have to feel like morons. Um, Landry Jones is a competent backup quarterback, which is what he showed in this game. Um, he's a smart player. You know, he's not afraid to check out everything you saw in this game is everything I said last week, right? The guy will make some some clutch throws here and there. I mean, he, he's certainly willing to make ballsy throws, and they could end up being clutch throws. Um, and I think, you know, the, the highs and lows of that are like the Darius Hayward Bay touchdown, great throw, ballsy throw over a defender, fitting it into his space. And then, you know, you have the the bad ball where it's just the one to AB, right? I mean, if he throws that on the money, it's probably a touchdown. If he throws it earlier, it's probably a touchdown. But he ends up throwing it a little late and a, and a little too uh, inside, allowing the defender to make a good play. Um, you know, and it's the, kind of the yin and yang of Landry. But going back to, to kind of the uh, the game itself and how it unfolded, we go into halftime at 14-10, to 10, really having to feel like, you know, we left more points on the field. It, it should have been 14-13. to 13. It should have been 16-14 to 14 Steelers. Um, it, you know, it could have been 17 to 14. Um, you know, th- this team left some points out there and coming out and, and knowing that the Patriots were going to get the ball at the beginning of the second half, you still kind of had that feeling of damn, like this team really could have, could have been in the lead here and put some pressure on the Patriots. And instead, probably they're going to come out in the second half and just blow this thing out. But they really didn't. Again, the defense gets a stop at the, at the end of the, or excuse me, at the beginning of the second half. Um, a nice three and out. I mean, and you look at the you look at what the Patriots did there during this stretch. Steelers score a touchdown to make it fourteen seven. Then the defense holds them to three and out. Then you have the the holding missed field goal, but the defense again gets another stop there, giving the giving the offense a chance, and they do drive down and get some points. Then at the end of this, or excuse me, at the beginning of the first, second half, they get another stop. So that's three stops in a row. I mean, this again, this is a defense that is so maligned and so. You know, everyone's talking about, well, this is they're going to give up 40 points. They're going to give up 50 points. They're definitely going to give up 30 in this game. Um, and give the defense some credit, and, and especially Jarvis Jones. Uh, Jarvis Jones really has come out and and proven to be, without a doubt, our best outside linebacker. And I know he gets a lot of shit from Steeler fans because he's not a good pass rusher. But even give him credit for that in this game because he got two consecutive holding calls. He was in on pressure, and I think... I understand that Keith Butler wants to go with this rotation, and I get that. I get that there there needs to be a rotation of outside linebackers because you have Arthur Motes, you have James Harrison, you have Jarvis Jones, and then they want to get Chicolo involved. Um, but they talked about in preseason that they wanted to go with a more starting rotation there. 
they they wanted to go with just Jarvis and Bud, and, and not really the rotation, but kind of a starting two outside linebackers. And it was like the day that they said that, that Bud went out with his hernia. Um, but I think you have to, I, I said this a couple weeks ago, you have to start playing Jarvis more. He's the one guy out of those four that I talked about that has the upside, that has the ability to have games like this. And when you're when he's only seeing the field 50, 55% of the snaps on defense, you're limiting the amount of plays or the amount of chances that he gets to make impacts like this. Um, you know, we know what James Harrison can do. And don't get me wrong, James Harrison has made his presence felt just as much this year. But he's not going to, you know, at 37 years old, he's not going to make the, the James Harrison MVP impact plays. Jarvis Jones has much more likely to be making um, the big impact that we need on this defense. And, and make no mistake, what this defense really lacks is a big-time playmaker. Um, and on these drives, you know, we saw that. We saw pressure. We saw them getting to Brady. We saw them forcing the, the Patriots into mistakes and not allowing big plays. I mean, that was the big thing early in this game is, yes, they were moving the ball. Yes, they were running on us a little bit. And that was a little bit by design, as you heard Tomlin say after the game, that they were willing to give up a little bit of the run to stop the big play. Um, and I think that was a calculated risk. Like we talked about, you know, going into the nickel, playing Artie a little more. Um, you know, they were giving up Edelman over the middle, which I think they were not okay with, but they and they were also giving up the running, which they were okay with. Um, so we go back to to the game itself. You know, it's 14-10. to 10, The Steelers get the ball. Here we go. We're driving again. And this is where it really – this is where the game kind of unraveled again, right? I already said you can't make those mistakes that we made early. And so uh, compounding on that is is when we're kicking field goals and not scoring touchdowns. And that's these next two drives. The nine play, 48 yards, get down there, but then you have to settle for a field goal at 14 to 13. Um, again, it's just it's that momentum killing. We have a chance to take the lead. We have the chance to grab this game and really put some pressure on the Patriots, and they're just not able to get, to get over the hump. And then the Patriots go right down and get that touchdown to Gronk, which I'll talk about you know, the reasons why in the defensive performance later. Um, but they make it 20 to 13 on a, on a missed extra point, which ended up, you know, at the time, it felt very... Uh, very significant because, again, we're only down seven now. And, again, the Steelers were able to put together a drive. This was really a Le'Veon drive uh, where they were able to get the ball to Le'Veon over and over and over again and got another big drive going. And, again, it felt like, you know, 20 to 13, like this game is not over with. We score a touchdown. Again, we're right back in this thing. And, again, they have to settle for a field goal. And from that point, you know, the game just the game just kind of ended. And you look at this game um, – the, the Patriots score a touchdown on that next drive. Again, more big plays, more big plays to Gronk, big runs by Blunt. And it was 27 to 16. And then, uh, of course, AB's hurt at that point. And it just, the game kind of unraveled to that point. And the reason I go over that drive chart and, and, and kind of what ha- kind of how the game unraveled is because, you know, I, a lot of people have talked about in this game that Landry played really well. And Landry did great. And I agree. Landry was, you know, kind of as good as we could have hoped for. Um, but I have been seeing a lot of people talk about, well, Landry's not the reason we lost this game. And, and, I, and so I want to word this very specifically because I do think Landry is the reason we lost, but it's only because we, we lost this game because we weren't effective in the red zone. We weren't effective at scoring points. Land, make no mistake, Landry played very, very well, and he was able to move the football, but this was kind of the anti-Steelers game. Where, where this team has won games by scoring in the red zone and stopping teams in the red zone, it really flipped in this game. The Steelers were unable to score in the red zone. They were unable to score touchdowns. And they were unable to get stops in the red zone. Um, 
So to me, that was really the difference in the game. You had to to cash in, especially early in this game. They kicked too many field goals. They made too many mistakes. They, that early interception, um, you know, was Landry the difference in this game? I, I mean, you know, if you put Ben in this game, does the same outcome happen? Maybe, but probably not, right? We're probably scoring more touchdowns. This game is probably much more competitive and maybe even in the Steelers' favor. Um, so again, I'm not, what I'm trying to say here is I don't think Landry played poorly. This is not a bad game, I, but but at some point we have to look in the mirror here and say, look, the reason we lost this game is because we did not have the offensive weapons that we've normally had. The, the way to win this game um, was not available to the Steelers. And it's not just, look, and it's not just Landry being hurt. I mean, down the stretch in this game, those last couple drives, you know, you've got Sammy Coates injured uh, with the, you know, he goes down with the, uh, another finger re-injuring it or whatever happened to him um, on the basically the first drive of the game. Eli Rogers hurts his toe or whatever happened to him very early in this game as well. Maybe in pregame warm-ups, didn't even, Eli Rogers didn't even see the field in this game. Um, he's coming off of turf toe. Uh, he played against Miami, didn't play even a snap in this game. And then, of course, A.B. goes down. Wheaton's already hurt. The Steelers ended this game with A.B. being down and in and out of the game to the point where they only had two healthy receivers available. They had Kobe Hamilton and they had Darius Hayward Bay, and that was it. Sammy Coates came in every once, you know, here and there, didn't didn't really register. Um, you know, this was the, the injury problem for this team has just gotten to be overboard. So, you know, it's not. I mean, it's not just Landry. The, the offense as a whole had a big talent gap there. Um, because yes, Ben is hurt, uh, and so Landry's going to have to come in. But it's also Coates, Wheaton, and uh, Eli Rogers not a lot, not having the full weapons, the the full arsenal to play with. You know, certainly hampered Landry. Um, and then on the defensive side, look, this was a this was a very good um, middle portion of the game here. Early on, they started off they weren't good. Uh, they needed to be better in the red zone. They needed to be more stout uh, against the run. They they were giving up too many plays over the middle to Edelman. I thought they made a very good adjustment at one point. I thought putting Robert Golden in the box, taking Timmons out, um, and putting Sean Davis in at safety would have worked. Uh, but they, they got rid of that really quickly, and that was the big play to Gronk. The, kind of the game changer there. It's 14-13. to 13. You need to not be giving, any up, give, giving up big plays here. You want to make them earn it. They haven't earned it. Um, in, in like a quarter at this point. And Sean Davis just bites to the outside, tries to help Artie, leaves leaves the middle of the field wide open, um, and it's one-on-one with Robert Golden. And look, Robert Golden can't cover Gronk one-on-one. Um, as the game went on, I think the Steelers knew they had to make a big play defensively. They needed another big defensive stop. They needed a big defensive turnover. Um, they got more and more aggressive as the game went on, and that just led to bigger and bigger plays and bigger and bigger runs. Um I, I'm look. Obviously, I'm disappointed with the way the defense played. I don't think this was a great defensive performance. I think it was. I think like the offense, though, this this wasn't a great offensive performance, but it was certainly better than I expected. And defensively, again, this was better than I expected. Um, I think there are some adjustments that they need to make. They need to figure out what they're going to do with the nickel corner position. Um, whether it's going to be William Gay going forward, whether it's going to be Sean Davis what they're going to do about Artie Burns. The, the nickel is our problem right now. Make no mistake about it. The The defense is falling apart in the nickel, and it's it's not just – it is when they go into the nickel, what are they going to do about easy passes over the middle, and what are they going to do about t- 
teams running against us in the nickel. We have gotten eaten up this year over and over and over again with the same thing. Um, they've they've tried shifting it around. They've now moved Gay in into into the slot. Um, they tried Golden in, in Tim into the slot again. None of this stuff is working yet. They need to figure something out from a pass rushing perspective. We all know the problems there, and I don't think that they're. That is just a to me. That is just a personnel issue. They tried blitzing. Blitzing doesn't work because uh, teams are getting rid of the ball far too quickly. They don't have the outside corners to make that work. Um, and then the other, and then the other thing of this defense is you got to play Jarvis and you got to play Shazier and you got to play your playmakers. I get the rotation thing. Shazier only playing about fifty percent of the snaps in this game made sense to me from a health perspective. You you know he's his first game back. You don't want to re-injure this thing, especially in a game against the Patriots where you know, I mean you don't want to concede, but Certainly, it is more likely than not that we're going to lose this game. And so having him out there hurting himself again in what would ultimately be a losing effort would be a mistake. And so playing him only 50% of the time, I'm, I'm okay with that in this one. But as we go down the stretch, you know, again, he made his presence felt every time he was out there. He is without a doubt our best defensive player um, or our best defensive playmaker. Um, and so we've got to get him out there and healthy. We've got to get, we've got to get Jarvis out there. We've got to... We've got to stop putting out, you know, the Moats Harrison rotation. It, it it is just like, it is just the eh, out, you know, it's just a it's a defense full of eh. There's nothing that's going to happen from that. Um, and then we got to get healthy. Well, this team has to get healthy. I mean, the the injury problems this year haven't been as substantial from a big player getting hurt for a significant amount of time, uh, like last year. Ben getting hurt. Last year, um, then then Le'Veon were were catastrophic injuries. Pouncey getting hurt last year. You know those were catastrophic season long injuries. Or, or in Le'Veon and Pouncey's case, and then um, Ben getting hurt for four games. I mean that that was kind of catastrophic in the middle of the season. They haven't had that yet this year. They haven't had the catastrophic injury. But instead, we've replaced the big catastrophic. Oh no, we've lost this player for the entire season. We've now replaced that with just. Just a death by a thousand cuts of, of injuries. I mean, the list is just enormous of guys who are missing time this year. We have we have had an a inactive list, seven guys every week inactive, not because the Steelers chose to not play them, but because they're injured. And we've had that for three weeks now. Um and, and it's, you know, whether it's Cam Hayward or Ryan Shazier or in this game, you know, the three wide receivers going down or, you know, we don't talk about this, but D'Angelo Williams didn't play this game. Um, this team has to get healthy. And they have to get healthy of the guys that we haven't even talked about this year, the Bud, du- Bud Dupree's, the Ladarius Greens, um, the guys who were expecting to come back off of the, the IR list and off of PUP. Um, they, this team needs its full complement. You know, Phil Sims talked about at the end of this game, you know, he's talking to Belichick, and you don't like to bring up injuries, but, you know, we're just so healthy. We're just so healthy. I mean, you know, the Steelers don't have that luxury right now. They're not so healthy. They're, this team is, is from top to bottom, is dealing with um, the injury bug all over the roster. And they've got to they, – this is a perfect – I mean, obviously, it's a perfect time for the, for the bye. This team needs a week to kind of get itself back together um, – Get healthy and let's come out in Baltimore and and let's restart this season. They're four and three. It's not a death sentence for this team. It's not like we're trailing our division leaders by two games. We are the division leader. The Steelers still lead the division at four and three. They still have the inside shot at winning this division. Cincinnati looks no better. Baltimore continues to lose. Um, 
this team really, I, you know, I've said it all year, the only thing between this team and a Super Bowl is injuries. And again, they just continue to pile up now with A.B. getting hurt in this game. Uh, nice to see him be able to come back in and play because that would have just been, you know, again, that is the catastrophic one with, with A.B. going down in addition to what what's already happened to Ben. So, you know, again, final thoughts on this game. Like, look, it's hard to be happy about a loss, but I was certainly happy that we put up the fight that we did. It shows that this team still has that grit, that determination, the kind of the the feelings that I had after we lost to, to Denver in the playoffs last year, which is, look, you know, there was a last year that was a depleted team in the playoffs. They were, they were kind of on their last legs. They had no running back. Um, you know, Ben was hurt. AB was hurt. It was just a team that was hobbled in, um, and they found a way to to fight and claw and make a game of it. Um, this is uh, this is a very similar one against New England. Obviously, you want to win this game. Obviously, winning this game would have been huge for the team to go into the bye week at five and two and and have a chance at home field advantage, but. It didn't happen. I'm, I'm happy to see this team fight. Again, I, like I said, it's better that this team's going to look back with regret than look back with shame. This is something they can build on. Um, th- th- there, are, there are positives to take out of this game. You know, Kobe Hamilton coming up with big catches at the end. We're so deep at wide receiver. I mean, if we just have healthy bodies out there, anyone you put out there, Gary Taylor Bay making plays, um, you know, Sammy Coates. I mean, the, the Sammy Coates injury really, to me, is the one that hurts me the most because here's, a, here's an emerging star um, and he just he breaks his finger in in the same game that he's having his breakout performance. Um, you know it, it's just unfortunate, but we, we got to get healthy. We got to get healthy at wide receiver. Um, but like I said, Kobe Hamilton, Kobe Hamilton having a big game here. Jarvis having a big game in this one. Um, we're starting to get Shazier back to being healthy. Landry, you know, look, say what you will about Landry. Like I said, you know, he was ultimately he's the reason we lost this game only because we really needed to cash in on those opportunities. Um, and, and you know Ben probably wouldn't have been a, would have been able to to cash in there uh, where Landry was not. But look, look, I, I like Landry. You know, I like Landry as a backup. I think, and I think he proved in this one that if he wants to continue to be the Steelers' backup, there can, should, and will be a job for him there. Uh, I, I just feel feel like with this being his last year, he's in a contract year, um, and with quarterback play in the NFL being what it what it is. You know he's probably going to have an opportunity to go somewhere and not be a presumed starter, but certainly put himself in a position to be a long-term starter somewhere. Where in Pittsburgh he probably doesn't have that opportunity. Uh, you know Ben's, I don't know when Ben Ben's going to retire, but it's certainly not going to be in the next two three years. So you know Landry's probably going to get to go to a spot where you know maybe he's competing with some rookie. Or you know he's sitting behind a guy like a like a Ryan Fitzpatrick who's certainly not securing his job at all. Um, a better situation for Landry overall, and you know, hats off to him. You know he he'll have the, the money that he'll get for that position will be way more than he'll get for Pittsburgh, and, and hats off to him. But um, again, I, I think I think he's I think he proved himself in this game that he is uh, if he wants to be he can be the backup of the future for uh, for the Steelers. All right, so to finish this thing up, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the Baltimore game yet because I am going to do a bye week podcast. I'll talk about, um, you know, specific thoughts about that game. And I haven't heard Tomlin's press conference yet. I'm not really sure, you know, what the injury situation is for guys like Ben um, and, and Shazier and Hayward and, and all these guys who are Gil, Marcus Gilbert who's coming back. You know, the injury I mean, the injury thing, we got to know where we're going to stand uh, coming out of this bye week because it's, it's very different, right? If Ben can play against Baltimore, uh, it's, it's, it's a 
it's a far better situation than if Landry can. Um, the the issue here now going into this bye week and and, and looking at what the second half of the season is gonna gonna hold for this team. They're four and three. They've won some big games this year. They've lost some big games this year. Um, but that, that that those first seven games you kind of got to put behind you, and you, you got to really go into this second half of the season like it's a brand new season. Like they've got a, this team has a new lease on life, um, because really it's it's going to come down to what happens in these last seven weeks. We're a game up on Baltimore. Um, if Ben plays in that game, not only is it good for the result of that game because it, it probably ends up being uh, more likely to be a victory uh, than if Landry were to play. But it also means that he'll have a game under his belt back from injury before we have the biggest game of the second half of the season, which would be against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, my biggest worry going into the second half is that Ben's going to miss time. You know, and even if it's just one game against Baltimore, that would mean that his next game back would be against Dallas. Uh, and, and of course, Ben doesn't play well in those return games anyway. So I'd rather have him back for Baltimore, a much more winnable game, a game where we can rely much more on Le'Veon. Um, and, and the defense to make plays than really putting it all on the quarterback's shoulders. And, and you know, I'll, I'll say the same thing about Landry in that. I'd rather have a game in which, um, you know, Landry didn't have to go out and play against Baltimore, our hated rival, on the road. Um, again, it's a game where we can rely on the defense and we can rely on uh, Le'Veon, but the difference here being now that Baltimore is a still a, it's still a defense that is that is a big play defense that is, um, changing momentum with with big turnovers, uh, defensive scores, that kind of thing. And against Landry, it's certainly more probable that those kind of things would happen with Landry at the helm than it would be with Ben. Um, so I like to, you know we got to have we got to get a look. We just got to get Ben back altogether, right? I mean the the six week timeline uh, of this means that this team's going to be fighting for a wild card near the end of the year. Whereas if it, if it is just the two weeks, if we're just going to miss New England and then he comes back for Baltimore, I still think this team has every chance to win the division, of course, and then even get a first-round bye. Home field probably out of the door, out the window now. Um, but this second half of the season, look, they've, they've got some easy ones on there, or at least easy on paper, right? They've still got Baltimore twice. They've still got Cincinnati again, and they've still got Cleveland twice. I know those are all division games, but our division is very much down this year. And then out of the division, you know, we look, we've still got the Giants, and we've still got the Colts. Um, the, none of the, neither of those teams are really uh, dominating teams or teams that scare you on paper. Um, so th- this team has its opportunities to go out there and really put up a big record in the second half. This has been a second-half team all year. Um, Tomlin, you know, you look back into what they did that this, the year they started 0-4, and, um, and Tomlin found a way at the – second half of that season to really turn it around. They finished that year uh, six and two down the stretch, ultimately finished that year eight and eight. Um, they were a second half team last year. Uh, you know, it's just, this is a, this is a team that we have an opportunity now at this bye week to get healthy, to figure some things out and to come out in the second half of the season uh, and really put our mark on this, on this season, come into the playoffs with some momentum and hopefully some health. Uh, and we'll see what happens if we were if we were to face this New England team again in the playoffs. Again, better to look back at this game with regret than with shame, especially if we were going to play this team again. All right, that's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash SteelerCountryPodcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of those places to subscribe to us there. And we'll see you next week for the Bi-Week Podcast.